The SGP and Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Prediction Strike. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes. Use promo code SGPNFF to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Week 7, officially kicking off. Tonight, it is Thursday night as we record this, but of course, you can listen to this all weekend long on the SGPN app. It is the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Rod Gomez. Find me on Twitter at RJ Gomez, And of course, as I said before, find this show where you find your favorite podcast and of course, on the SGPN app. It is again officially the start of week seven, and I am bringing in the heavy hitter today, Munaf Manji, and he is going to help me break down some of these uh, waiver wire pickups that you rushed to the waiver wire for this week to pick up. We're going to see whether or not you did right, or maybe you probably should have left them there on the waiver wire. Munaf, you are the host of the prop cast here on the SGPN and uh, love the show. People should be listening to it. Uh, it is definitely good betting material for, for everybody out there. So moon off. I'm glad that you can share your fantasy football knowledge here. And thanks for joining the show. 100% Rod. Thanks for having me on, man. I know we connected yesterday, so we're doing a little cross link here, but I love it, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, hopefully uh, not the biggest fantasy guy, but hopefully you know, some of the players that we talk about today, I can give you kind of the betting perspective and the props perspective tied in with the fantasy stuff. So definitely looking forward to it, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, man, half of fantasy analysis is literally just breaking down players. So you have that knowledge in spades. And yes, if you have not checked out the prop cast, it is, it is a brand new show. And Munaf is just killing it all over the place with these props. He's cashing people left and right. So uh, if you like money and you like making money, then you certainly need to be listening to the prop cast on the SGP. And that's why I love this network. We have so many smart people and then me. So uh, it's it's so good to <laughs> be a part of it. Uh, <laughs> Give yourself some more credit, man. You're you're what you're our one of the hardest working guys on the on the uh, on the network here. I don't know. We have some other guys like Jeff Fox. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, no, this is going to be a fun, man. I'm definitely looking forward to it. All right, all right. So uh, if you're new to this show, I know you're not, Munaf, but it, when you we're going to load up 10 players, three minutes apiece. You hear this sound, 30 seconds left on the clock, and then, of course, you hear this. It is time for us to move on. Um, again, we, are, we picked this week 10 players who are some of the biggest movers on your uh, waiver wire. You know, you rushed to the waiver wire this week and picked them up. We're going to break them down. We're going to let you know whether or not we think that you did right or you did wrong. So, Moonoff, let's start with uh, a gentleman that everybody has rushed to the waiver wire for because Chicago hurts, and Chicago hurts in many, many places. Running back yep. now, they certainly hurt. Um, Khalil Herbert was a guy who was a quick waiver wire darling this week. And a lot of people, man, he's so in ESPN leagues, 48% up from 13% rostered to 61% rostered. 
I mean, this guy jumped huge. It was the second biggest pickup of the week next to Dernis Johnson. We talked about him in the prop cast last week, but what are we making of this? Is this a decent pickup or is this somebody that uh, you're going to end up seeing on your bench for most of the rest of the season? Yeah, I think that, you know, if we take a look at what he's done over the last two weeks here, uh, he's been good, right? Obviously the injury to David Montgomery, uh, he's filling in his, in his absence, but over the last two weeks, um, we go back against the Las Vegas Raiders in their place, 18 carries, 75 yards. Um, and then last week against the division rival, the Green Bay Packers, uh, close to 100 yards, 19 carries, 97 yards. So he did get the touchdown, 15 receiving yards, um, not too bad there. But uh, this week, it's going to be very, very difficult for him. And he's going up against a um, one of the best uh, – rush defenses in the league in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, correct? Either pro- I'm making sure that they play the Buccaneers this week. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the Bucks rush defense are absolutely dominating all across the board. And Bucks are number one in opponent rush yards uh, allowed. To compare how good that is, the number two team are the New Orleans Saints, who are allowing 79 rushing yards per game. That's 25 yards better than your next competition or the next best rush defense. So that just shows you how great of a rush defense the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers have. Um, and also, you take a look at the Bucks. They're number two in rush yards per attempt allowed at 3.4. So despite Herbert having a great weeks five and six, like I talked about over these last two weeks, I don't think this week is going to be the week for him. It's going to be tough going up against these these fast linebackers that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have. And I don't think that we've seen the Buccaneers give up a lot of rushing yards. I mean, last week, yeah, Miles Sanders had 56, but most of that came in the fourth quarter was like a draw play and you got like 20 to 25 yards on it. But I think this week, Herbert, I don't think that he's going to have a big week. I don't think the Browns are going to have the luxury of being able to give the ball to Herbert 18, 19 times in this game. I mean, this is not something, this is the Buccaneers. I mean, they've been killing folks all season long. And again, the only way that you're going to beat these guys is through the passing game. So Justin Fields is, is not only going to be scrambling for his life against this defense, but he's also going to have to be throwing the ball quite a bit as well. So again, I think if you picked Herbert up, you were happy. The last couple of weeks, if you just picked him up off the waiver wire, like many, many of you guys did uh, this week, you're in for kind of a disappointing week with Herbert. I mean, this is one of those weeks where you may have to either hang on despite what Montgomery's going through for a better matchup. I mean, and maybe San Francisco's that matchup, maybe Pittsburgh that matchup, but definitely not Tampa Bay this week. Those guys, again, like you say, are throttling running backs so um i'm sorry if you just got herbert off the waiver (laughs) wire and you were excited about it because this is a week that herbert may not shine um somebody else that uh people were grabbing off for the waiver wire like mad because listen we are nothing if not chasing points in this world of fantasy football and uh none uh, there's just no more evidence of that than ricky seals jones jumping up uh, gigantically in the standings. I mean, Ricky Seals-Jones, what, 34% uh, average from, from this week to last. Last week was 7.1 rostered. This week is 41.7% rostered. Uh, it's insane. Like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you, you have one big game, and, and next thing you know, everybody's rushing to the waiver wire. Now, Moonoff, there are rumors of his uh, injury 
this week. He, yeah. he that didn't show up in week six. Are we concerned about this? And is this another disappointing week for somebody who just grabbed Ricky Seals Jones? Yeah, not to start the show as Debbie Downer over here. But I think this is going to be the second guy um, <laughs> that you probably want to sit uh, on your fantasy football team at least this week. Rod, just like you mentioned, that's the first thing when I was looking at Ricky Seals Jones for this week is that he's battling a a quad injury, right? And um, so that's that's concern number one for uh, uh, Ricky Seals Jones there. Um, he did miss practice, so I think especially on Wednesday when you're missing practice, so you might be trending. Maybe not playing, but let's just say he is out there for the sake of you know talking about fantasy and and game perspective. Here is that he's been trending in the right direction over the past couple of weeks. Obviously, with the absence of Logan Thomas, um, you know Washington faces the Packers this week. Yeah, you know, Packers defense has been okay against the tight end position, allowing about five and a half receptions um, and fifty yards per game. The yardage really isn't there, and we kind of saw that last week when they had Cole Komet. As their opposing tight end, he had an okay week, four receptions, 49 yards, but we're looking for the touchdowns, right? And I think the one outlier for the Packers defense, uh, this uh or at least the season for the tight end position was against the 49ers, where they gave up seven receptions and 92 yards to George Kittle. Now, George Kittle, we talked about that he's probably one of three tight ends with Darren Waller uh and travis kelsey we can put mark andrews in my opinion into that conversation now that come off the board very early for tight ends um but i don't i just don't think that ricky uh seals jones is gonna have that impact this week against the packers so i don't i don't think that this is a guy if i had on my team that i would project to have a big week for you or if you have another option i would probably look at going that way because uh, again, the injury concern that even if he is out there, it's still going to be bothering him. And, you know, the, the Packers defense has been pretty solid against the uh, uh, tight end position. Yeah, and if you're somebody that likes to stream tight ends and this was one of the streamers that you had picked up and now all of a sudden there's rumors of injury and, and missing practice. I mean, obviously, we're a little early on Thursday to be uh, addressing any practices from today but as of yeah. yesterday and that was wednesday uh he wasn't practicing so you might want to make other plans um for for a tight end that's out there i mean maybe even ricky seals jones backup <laughs> i don't know that you oh, want to dig that deep into the into the bag of tricks uh but i mean again this is something you want to definitely monitor especially if you were just uh hot on that you were excited that your waiver wire pickup went through for ricky seals jones and you were expecting great things to come uh temper that expectation and just like munov said we're going to play the yeah. role of debbie downer today uh <laughs> to to start off the show um although we may be able to pick it back up again right Let, let's talk a little matt ryan he was left for dead yeah uh definitely dropped after a couple of disappointing weeks uh but now he's back up on the waiver wire uh pickup he was 30 percent rostered last week now he's 64 percent rostered in a week of ridiculous buys and absolutely soul-crushing injuries, uh, Matt Ryan enters the conversation. For good reason, yeah. Moonoff, or or is this uh, our third Debbie Downer in a row? Yeah, listen, I mean, Matt Ryan has been pretty good over the last three weeks here, right? If we take a look at what his stats have been over the last three weeks, um, 868 passing yards, eight touchdowns to zero interceptions. They are coming off of the bye week, and I think that's always a huge advantage now that you're going up against the Dolphins team who is coming off a loss to the Jaguars in London. 
Typically, most teams choose to take a bye week after that trip to London, but the Dolphins decided against that for whatever reason. Last three weeks, uh, they gave up 228 yards and two touchdowns to Carson Wentz. Not bad, right? He got two passing touchdowns, zero interceptions. Matt, uh, Matt Brady. Tom Brady ripped them, ripped uh, the Dolphins' defense a new one by going for 411 passing yards and five passing touchdowns. And the Trevor Lawrence last week in London, 319 uh, passing yards and one touchdown. What's the what's what's the theme here? No interceptions by the Dolphins' defense. And also, let's add to the fact that Calvin Ridley will be back for the Falcons this week, or was at least back at practice. So another weapon for Matt Ryan and another defender for the Dolphins to deal with. On top of that, Dolphins defense is number 27 in opponent yards per rush attempt and number 22 in opponent yards per completion over the last three weeks. You know, a lot of times when we're looking at these stats, people want to look at it for the whole season. Where we're kind of six weeks in, and what I really like to do is look at the recency thing. And over the last three weeks, they're kind of in the bottoms as far as past defenses. I kind of like the buy price here for Ryan to have a pretty good week. Going up against this Dolphins team, there's a lot of other distractions. I will get to that later. But, you know, he, he's trending in the right direction. You get Calvin Ridley back, um, and you're going up against this porous uh, Dolphins rush. Uh, sorry, the past defense that hasn't been good over the past three weeks. So I like the buy price here from Matt Ryan. Well, so you've got Ridley, but you've also got Russell Gage potentially coming yeah. back, and you've got Kyle Pitts. I mean, those are three pretty decent weapons for uh atlanta and then you know you, i was gonna say you toss a cordero patterson into the mix too i mean you got a guy that can do everything the swiss army knife so yeah. um this Miami, this this miami team is just reeling it's not as good as advertised and especially with tua being out early i think that set them up for failure and i don't yeah. know that he's going to have enough to to bring this team back so uh this is definitely a matt ryan type of a setup and look they could get up early, right? I mean, this is a situation where they could get up early and uh, uh, and, and good things could come for Matt Ryan. Yep. So, uh, spoiler alert, if you uh, head over to the Sports Gambling Podcast site right now, uh, well, maybe not right now, but tomorrow at least, uh, you'll find that that is one of my survivor picks for this week. Uh, I have okay. Atlanta beating Miami at home because why not? Everybody should take a turn at beating Miami. <laughs> It should be the thing to do. Uh, all right, let's continue on to a former Atlanta Falcon uh, who now is, is suiting up for the Baltimore Ravens because what running back is not suiting up for the Baltimore Ravens at this point? Uh, Devonta Freeman, look, off the scrap heap, right? I mean, everybody scored a touchdown, it seemed, last week uh, for the Ravens. But look, this is why everybody starts grabbing people off of the waiver wire, right? They see one good week and all of a sudden they, they see their name on the most added and they don't want to be left out. So yeah. moon off. Can we talk people off of this Devonte Freeman train or am I just in the wrong? We got to talk them off uh, Rod. I mean, come on Devonte Freeman as great as he was when he's with Atlanta and in that passing offense, he's not your answer this week. I mean, they played what the chart, who was it? The chargers last week they played. Yeah, it was, uh, I'll yeah. get to that in a yeah. I'll get to that in a second here. But they they are facing uh, the Ravens are facing the Bengals rush defense, who has been sneaky good this season. Uh, they are the Bengals defense number seven in um, yards per rush attempt allowed. They are number one rush defense on the road this season, allowing only three yards per carry. Now, also you got to go back and look at the schedule of running that running backs that they've played. But 
I think this rushing attack is really led by Lamar Jackson, especially with all the injuries that the poor Ravens have to deal with in the in the in the running back uh, position. We also know Rave, uh, the Ravens like going running back by committee, right? Last week we saw um, Le- uh, Le'Veon Bell got a touchdown. Devontae Freeman had a pretty good week. Sure, like I said, he had a great week last week against the Chargers, but the Chargers are bottom four in rush defense across all statistical categories. So let's prompt the brakes here a little bit on Devontae Freeman. Are, it is a division game. The uh, Bengals are looking a lot better, at least uh, their, their rushing defenses. Um so, you know, like I've said, we talk about with the Ravens, it's always a running back by committee thing. So, uh, Freeman, I think that this guy is should be on the bottom of your bench this week. I'm not counting on him to have a big week like he did last week against the Chargers, like I said, who have a really, really bad uh, rushing defense. Come on, we don't want to party like it's like 2000 and what, what was he relevant again? Like 2012, 2013? <laughs> When did they make the Super Bowl against the uh, the Patriots? Oh. I mean, that was a year he was great. But <laughs> we saw what happened in that Super Bowl. But from a fantasy perspective, uh, that year when they made it to the Super Bowl, yeah, he was great. I think that's when Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons. And under Shanahan, we know about the running backs, how great they are if they are healthy and on the field. But, again, this week, if we're talking about at least for this week, Devontae Freeman, let's put a capital N-O exclamation point next to his name look i suppose if you're in a super deep league with like 15 flex positions and you're really stuck for a warm body and you want somebody that can score you some points i guess i guess i guess but even still like i'm not really wanting to pull the trigger and if you picked him up because you saw his name on the most added list uh you know i'm sorry like you it was 60 it was a 60 percent jump on, on CBS leagues, he went from 3% rostered last week to 63 this week. It's like, whoa, <laughs> you get a touchdown and, you know, maybe touchdown only leagues you're trying to chase it. I don't know. Yeah, but Rod, even if you look at like his game log and, and again, the size ends of fantasy, if, if we go back from like week two, two carries, three carries, one carry, one carry, last week was the boom. But again, like I said, it was against this Chargers defense, which is not good. I mean, a rush defense that's not good 53 yards rushing and one touchdown yeah but i think i just think it was like a one week thing for um for Devontae freeman yeah i mean he only had nine carries overall that's that's not the kind of usage yeah, you want you know. yeah, yeah. Uh, it may be in a flex play in a deep league like i said so yeah. um all right so hey speaking of new life uh I, zach Ertz is i mean we know zach Ertz and we know what zach Ertz can do but now he gets to take his talents to the Arizona Cardinals uh, and see what he can do. This is an interesting move. I, I, I don't yeah. know that I saw this coming, um, but now but now we're here, uh, uh, and as they say. Um, and now he gets to try. And I don't know that he's going to start right away, so I'm sure that, that folks that picked him up are speculating that he's going to get uh, a lot of usage over there in Arizona. But I don't know. I'm kind of hopeful for this. He was getting overshadowed by Dallas Goddard over there in Philly. Um, yeah. but now he can shed that and, and maybe be his, his Zach Ertz of old. Um, are you buying it, uh, moon off or, or is this yeah. something you're, you're selling? Yeah. For, for Zach Ertz, I think at least for this week, when we're talking about this week, this week might not be the answer. And I'll get to that in a second on reason why, but, um, uh, for Zach Ertz, if you do have him on your roster right now, I think for the rest of the season, it might be a pretty good addition. Um, but this week they're going up against the, uh, my Houston Texans. 
And it's going to be the DeAndre Hopkins show. Sorry, guys. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, I think if you can find a a prop on DeAndre Hopkins to have 150 like receiving yards and two touchdowns, which is at a, like, a D-gen number, you might want to get in on that. But going back to Zach Ertz, yeah, Rod, what you just said that, yeah, he's in a new new system now with, with the Cardinals. And um, at least for this week, I, I would take a wait-and-see approach, especially when you're coming into a, a, a Kingsbury offense that's maybe a little complex. So it might take a time for him to kind of get adjusted to the playbook and, and plays and things like that. But like I said, you're going up against a Texas defense that's given up all types of yardage to wide receivers and tight ends. But – for Ertz to be on this Cardinals team as a new guy that has to learn this playbook and the offense, I think at least for this week, he might not be the answer. Um, but going forward, I kind of do like the spot here for Zach Ertz to be on this Cardinals roster um, to kind of fill in in that in that tight end position because you talked about Zach Ertz has been a very solid guy. He was just getting overshadowed by Dallas Gardard in, uh, in Philadelphia with the Eagles. But again, again, this week it's just going to be the DeAndre Hopkins show. Sorry, guys. I mean, he's going to rip this Texans defense a new one uh, going up against his former team. I feel like this is a situation where Zach Ertz, you could find that guy uh, that is going to be a tight end one for the rest of the season. Like, I think now that you, yes. if you if you grab him, you don't have to stream. Like Zach Ertz, I think will find himself in that top twelve conversation every week from now on going forward. He's just in a better team now. He's just in a better situation with a better quarterback, uh, in my opinion anyways. I know there's some that say Hurts is better than Murray, and I'm going to hang on to my Murray is better than Hurts. I agree with you. Right? I'm just saying, like, I know that everybody wants me to to ride the Hurts train till it hurts, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Murray's better quarterback, so... Uh, well, I have that. I have the Murray and uh, DeAndre Hopkins stack on one of my fantasy teams. So that's that's what's really been carrying me throughout the season so far. Yeah, I, it's crazy. So um, if you picked up Zach Ertz, and look, he could still very well be available. I mean, he he's sixty one percent rostered in ESPN, seventy six in Yahoo uh, after waivers run. So in four out of ten leagues, he could still be out there. Um, that that people weren't hot on the waiver wire to grab him, and then about three and a half out of uh, Yahoo League. So look, look and see if Ertz is out there. Um, because if he is, I think he's a great waiver wire ad uh, and, and could be a weak winner a couple of weeks going down the stretch. So um, yep. yeah, keep an eye on that. All right, five down, five to go. Come back from the break. We hit the last five and, uh, and get our way out of here. So uh, we'll be right back. I know that you are always ready to win money and, of course, boost your odds. So WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Look, we're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Plus, you can get in on all your favorite teams, all your favorite players, all your favorite sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and so much more. Plus... WinBet has some brand new bonuses, and I'll tell you, I would use my bonus to smash the over right now on the Tennessee and Kansas City game. It's set at 57 and a half, and if you don't think both of these offenses are more than capable 
of putting up 30 plus points a piece uh, in this game. I think it's going to be a wild shootout. So uh, I don't know. That's where I'd put my extra bonus, my extra money that WinBet is giving us. Because listen, new users can bet $1 and win $100 on any sport. I mean, what kind of deal is that? That's an amazing deal. Plus, you can get up to $1,500 as a free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit of $20 or more, whatever your wager is. Look, WinBet is going to match it 200%. So if you bet $100, you're going to get a $200 free bet. I don't know who else is giving away that kind of money. I I just know WinBet is right now. Uh, So your max wager, though, match is $750. Don't go too crazy. It's a $1,500 match. Uh, but you got great promos, odds, payouts. It's all happening right now at WinBet from Boosted Parlays, live in-game odds on every major sport. We got what you need to win. So are you ready to play? Sign up today. Receive a special offer. You're going to get a risk-free $1,000 sports bet. So bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com today. Of course, we're always brought to you by PropSwap. It's America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. The MLB playoffs are in full swing and PropSwap is your home for the best World Series futures. All season long, PropSwappers have been finding the best odds in the country because you're buying directly from the other bettors like yourself. So use promo code SGP on your first deposit. PropSwap is going to double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. If you love sports betting, and I know you do, you need to be using PropSwap. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time, so your bet doesn't even need to win. I harp on this every single episode, but it doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. Thousands of bettors across the country are shopping for tickets on PropSwap every single day. Add yourself to that list. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. You might be in the market for a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. Well, Keeps has you covered. Convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications are delivered straight to your door every three months. Don't even leave your house to get these medications. Plus, there's low cost. Treatment started just $10 a month and Keeps offers generic versions of those medications. Plus, it's discreet packaging and proven results. Can't beat that. Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. And look, prevention is key. Treatments can take four to six months to see results. So get started right now. If you are ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash SGP to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash SGP to get your first month free. keeps.com slash SGP. Back with more of the SGP and Fantasy Football Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Rod Villa Gomez, Mudaf Manji here discussing your waiver wire ads and just uh, overall informing you of whether or not you have chosen poorly or chosen wisely. Uh, and look, any any waiver wire pickup you make, you choose wisely. All right, It's not like you just take these things willy-nilly, but uh, we're, we're just letting you know what to expect when these uh, these waiver wire ads hit the field in the coming weeks. So, uh, Munaf, we've, we've talked about one half of this uh, matchup already. Let's go to the other side. It is the Atlanta-Miami uh, matchup. So let's talk about Tua, right? Tua Tugaviola, and let's let's figure out whether or not he is a wise enough pickup for for this week. I know we're we're dealing with bipocalypse, we're dealing with injuries, um, but turning to Tua, 
was that a, a wise move or, or what are we doing here? But last week, I mean, Tua didn't have a bad week from a statistical standpoint, right? But then who's not against the Jacksonville Jaguars? Um, but I think we kind of kind of need to take a look at the macro for Tua, right? Let's throw the stats out the window. And, and we, we you know we heard this week about the whole trading of Deshaun Watson to the Dolphins for Tua or Tua getting shipped to the Washington football team or another team. How much do we think is that going to bother Tua this week going up against the Falcons, right? And I think that was my biggest thing. And I really didn't dig into the stats for Tua, right? And I think that you're coming off of this London game. You're you're coming off a bad loss against one of the worst teams in, in the entire football league. You have now, you're probably fatigued for that London trip. Now you have to deal with this whole trade rumor situation with Tua being involved and and Deshaun Watson or whatever the case is going to be. So how much do you think that's going to affect him is my question number one. But if we, I mean, yeah, let's tie in the statistical standpoint of it, right? Falcons pass defense, I mean, they're kind of middle, right? They're they're not the most glamorous defense, but they're not the worst uh, worst either, right? Um, they're, they're number 14 in yards per completion allowed number 18 uh in uh yards per uh, pa- uh pass per yards uh, attempt so i think that you know for me and i think rod is a discussion that we can have here is that what's the psyche for for tua in his mind right now i mean he's coming off of the injury in london you lose to the jaguars you're flying back home now you hear these trade rumors where do you think his mind is kind of at right now I mean, he's a young quarterback. He's he's used to being the stud where he was at. I mean, that's what these college quarterbacks who are the studs of their their school, yeah. they're not used to this kind of pressure. They're not used to this kind of criticism. They're not used to this this type of situation. So with Tua, I have a feeling that he's going to be the professional to try to play through it, but it's got to play on your mind. And and again, like you said, you're playing against a Falcons defense that, you know, while they allowed uh, Tom Brady to throw five touchdowns, they also only held him to 276 yards. So if they can do yeah. that to a guy like Tom Brady, I, I don't see why they can't uh, do what they did to Zach Wilson last week against the or the last time they played and held Zach Wilson to 192 yards and in an interception. Like that's that's more of the game I see Tua playing against these Jets, or the Falcons rather than than um, the Tom Brady game. So, and especially yeah. like you said, with all these off the field distractions, I'm not seeing Tua as a viable quarterback play this week. If you picked him up off the waivers to try to to stream him, um, you know, there's got to be better options out there uh, on the waiver wire. Um, Unfortunately, yeah. I don't have those for you right off the bump. But follow me on Twitter, and I'll, I'll, I'll gladly shoot you some uh, viable options. I mean, Matt Ryan was one we just talked about. I think that's yeah. a better option than Tua. Yeah, their opponent is is a great option. So I'll kind of put you on the spot here. How about this, would you rather start Tua if your desperation at your quarterback position? Are you going Tua or are you going Keenum? Oh my God! Well, Keenum obviously plays tonight. If you and if you're listening to this, to yeah, I, I mean that. Okay, I, in this instance, I would probably pick Tua. So if you're listening to this after after the Thursday night game, don't worry. I didn't pick Keenum. Uh, Case, Case Keesum, right? I think I just saw Keenum. a tweet today. Case, no, no, no. I just saw a tweet today where uh, um, John Elway <laughs> introduced him back when he was with the Broncos. Because yesterday we talked about oh. Keenum being uh, well-traveled. And yes, he was on yeah. the Broncos. Uh, yeah. But uh, John Elway per- uh, introduced him as Case Keesum. So... 
<laughs> when, his, when his old general manager can't even pronounce his name correctly, uh, you know you're in trouble. Um, yeah. All right. So listen, this guy plays Thursday night. If you're listening to this after the Thursday night game, it's okay because you probably picked him up hoping that better days are ahead for Donovan Peoples-Jones going forward. Obviously tonight, or, or yeah, tonight, which is Thursday night, which we taped this, all bets yeah. are off. You, you have... Baker Mayfield no longer throw. You have Case Keesum throwing Donovan Peoples-Jones the ball. Uh, so you're, you're pretty much screwed for tonight. But if you picked him up off the waiver wire hoping for uh, a continued play, I, let's let's shed a little light on that, on the weeks down the road, because obviously uh, this Denver matchup is not going to be where you're looking for him to produce. So is DPJ viable for your fantasy stretch run, Moonoff? It's interesting, right? Because now we're not sure. Well, you know, we talked about yesterday on the podcast, Rod, was that now your quarterback's down, your two running backs are down in Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I do see that Jarvis Landry has been activated to, uh, for uh, this week. I'm not sure if he's going to play tonight or not, but I think that's something that you should also check. And when we talk about DPJ, and if you go just if you purely just looked at his game log and you would see last week, wow, he had a great game. But most people probably don't know is that most of that yardage and that touchdown came off of that Hail Mary right at the end of the end of the, end of the second quarter going into the halftime uh, from Baker Mayfield. Now the question this week or, or obviously going forward is number one, you want to check on the health of what you know Nick Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt is going to be. Obviously, Kareem Hunt, I think he was put on the IR and is going to miss a couple weeks here, but. You get Landry back. OBJ has been, you know, eh, he's been up and down for, um, for for the for the Browns here. I'm gonna tell you this. I obviously, you know, we talked about you know, if you're listening after Thursday, I think he might be a viable option going for the rest of the season. I think this guy has the potential for sure to you know make a splash, and I think that we really haven't seen a wide receiver really stand out for the Browns, if that makes sense, because they're just so predicated and everything runs through their running game with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. But I think this is the guy that, yeah, down the stretch run, if there's another injury that happens, both OBJ and Jarvis Landry are guys that are in and out of the lineup every single every single season and throughout the weeks here. So I think that for for your fantasy outlook for the rest of the season, I think this would be probably a guy I would want to keep on my bench. And yet I'm going to go the opposite direction. I don't think this was a good, okay. I think this is a, a total chasing point situation. Look, I can see, I can see everything you just said, because again, the, all the injuries that decimate this team uh, and have decimated this team definitely have elevated DPJ into, into fantasy yeah. relevance. Um, but the problem is, is that short of those two weeks. And, and just like you said, with one of those catches at 57 yard Hail Mary, he had another pedestrian day. So, yeah. I mean, again, if I'm relying on, on um, Donovan Peoples-Jones to actually do something on a week-to-week -week basis, I, I don't know when those weeks are, right? I don't know when. You got bigger problems. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> true, too. Because that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know when the five catches for 70 yards and 14, uh, uh, or I'm sorry, five catches for 70 yards happens, or the four catches for 101 yards happens, or the one catch for 14 yards, or the one catch for four yards, or the two catches for 39 yards week that we've seen uh, out of yeah. out of DPJ before I, I'm and that's a headache that I'm not necessarily in for um, and if it loses me weeks it loses me weeks because I can't yeah. I don't want to be 
figuring out which is a DPJ week and which isn't a DPJ week. Um, so, I mean, again, like I said, if if you're in that situation, that's fine. But I, I don't know. For me, it's it's all right. It's yeah. It's it's. I mean, yeah. Like I said, if you if you're relying, if you're having to decide between starting DPJ on on a weekly basis, I think you have bigger problems. I think there might be better options out there for you to pick up. Um, and again, like we talk about with this Browns offense, it's all predicated on their running game. And and you know maybe this tonight he has a big game, but going forward, I, I think that you know he's not going to be the option. Like I said, this is a guy you probably want to have on your bench just in case if you're in a deeper league with like you said with 15 teams. But if you're like in a, in a 10 team, 12 team, definitely not uh, not a guy that you want to have um, on your roster, or even starting from week to week. Yep, totally agree. Although this guy being thrust into the spotlight now. Uh, obviously with Saquon being, I guess, made of glass lately. I, I know it was a freak injury. I know it's getting stepped on, but like, dude, you drafted this guy to be your wide re- or your running back one. And Saquon is not that guy anymore. So Devonte Booker steps into the limelight. He's one of the most added off of the waiver wire this week. And really one of those guys that has, has just been thrust into the limelight, not yeah. too heavily added, uh, he was already 60, uh, 60% rostered, bumped up to 18 per, or bumped up to 79%. So 18% bump or, I mean, what are we doing with Devonte Booker moon off? What, what are we thinking here? Yeah. So let's kind of rewind, right? Look, look, look the, the giants are going up against, well, we, they're going up the, against the Panthers this week. And I kind of want to rewind to what the Panthers have faced early on in the season. And everybody was saying how great of a team the Panthers were and how they're going to be a playoff team. And, give the Buccaneers a run for their money. Just go back and look at their schedule over the first three weeks. They had the Texans and the Giants in the first two uh, two, uh, two opponents in the first three weeks. And they had a uh, the New Orleans Saints they uh, who were dealing with being, you know, relocated with because of the, you know, the hurricane in New Orleans. And they had to practice out of Texas. Didn't have a true home game up until a couple weeks ago against the Giants where they did what they lost. And we talk about the Panthers' defense here. Against uh, the Cowboys, the the Panthers' rush defense gave up 245 yards on the ground. 245, Rod. That's an average of 7.2 yards per carry. Against the Eagles, they allowed 4.1 yards per carry. This should have been a lot more. If Sirianni can get his head out of his ass and run the ball with Miles Sanders, Sanders is good. If you go look at his career average per rush, it's up there. Last week against the Vikings, Dalvin Cook ran for 140 yards on 29 carries, gave up a total of 198 yards and 5.5 yards per carry to the uh, Vikings' uh, rush um, rushing attack. I think Booker is a good option this week. I think he's going to have a good week against this Pat- Panthers' rush defense. He's also been getting the targets in the passing game, which is kind of underrated about Booker's game also. And I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a touchdown in the passing or if he rushes for one here. So I'm buying Booker for this week. Because this Panthers defense, as great as people were making it sound when the weeks or when the football season started, it's fallen off a cliff. When we talk about giving up 245 to the Cowboys, 198 to the Vikings, um, should have been a lot more, like I said, against the Eagles this week. I think this might be a good pri- uh, buy price uh, for Devontae Booker. Yep, I agree. And and only because, again, with Tony Pollard getting 67 yards on 10 carries against this and C.J. Ham yeah. carrying one <laughs> once for 30 yards. I mean, these these uh, Panthers are our big game allowers in the rushing game. And, yeah. uh, you know, with Booker getting the work here and getting the first team work, 
Yeah, I mean, look, you give him 10, 12 carries, 16 carries like he's gotten in the last couple of weeks, not to mention, what, four four catches in in each of those, or three, four catches in each of those. Yeah, I I think Mm -hmm. he'll be in for a very solid fantasy game. Um, And you're right. I mean, he falls into the end zone against the the Panthers. It's even better um, all along. So, yeah, I think this is a good Booker week. I don't necessarily see um, the Panthers killing the Giants. I do see them winning against the Giants. I do have them in in my survivor pool pick, uh, but I don't see them killing uh, the Giants. I think that the Booker's going to have a solid day in route to a, a very tightly contested, but ultimately Carolina Panthers day. So yeah. Now, Rod, I do have a question for you from a fantasy perspective here. Let's just say we had a redraft of, of fantasy at this point of the season. Where does Saquon go <sighs> or what round does he go? I mean, as far as just uh, being able to count on him week to week, he falls to me in like that third, fourth round. Like if I've, I mean, I'm not drafting it. If, if I know, if you know what you know now, right. If you know that he's injury prone, like he's still Saquon Barkley. So comes back in a couple of weeks, he's going to have value. Right. I mean, but for how long, I mean, I didn't draft Saquon in any leagues this year because I was nervous of exactly what happened. Right. Yeah. I mean, I wish I would have known Christian McCaffrey would have gone down. That would have been great to know. Uh, but by the same token, I, I didn't draft Saquon for that very same purpose. So for yeah. me, like I already wasn't drafting him. So maybe I'm, I'm going fourth, fifth round if he's still there. Um, okay. If people have more faith than I do. But yeah. Yeah. Just wanted to yeah, ask that question. I think it's interesting. Because him and, C- uh, him and uh, Christian McCaffrey, like we talked about right now, is they've just been getting injured over the past couple seasons here. And it's, I'm sure it's tough because especially with CMC when healthy, he's one of the best fantasy options. I mean, this guy can drop 20 to 25 points every single week, but the injury bug with these two guys, it's just crazy, man. Yep. And if there is not already a, a, a more perfect commercial for DFS play over season long play that, Right there, drafting CMC and Saquon in the first <laughs> round and having them go down is exactly what you need uh, to build your DraftKings lineup every week and not worry about season long. If you are like me, you missed out on some golden stock opportunity back in the day like Google, Amazon, Microsoft. I mean, I was too young for most of those, but still, nonetheless, I missed out. And of course, we all missed out on opportunities to buy stock in a guy like Patrick Mahomes or even Christian McCaffrey because it didn't even exist. Well, now, Prediction Strike makes that a real possibility because they have brought it into existence. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes as if they were stocks. It's literally like Robin Hood and DraftKings had a baby. Prediction Strike lets fans create portfolios of their favorite athletes so they can make money and get even closer to the game. Don't just bet on your favorite players. Start investing in them like I did in Dawson Knox. And I made myself a little quick cash on that. And of course, you can simply download the Prediction Strike new and easy to use app from the App Store or sign up at predictionstrike.com to create an account. Use this promo code SGPNFF, then deposit funds to buy, sell, and hold shares of your favorite players just like you would real stocks. The value of players will change based on game performance and supply and demand, and you can trade your shares of players at any time so long as they're not currently in a game. So again, sign up now with the promo code SGPNFF to receive a free athlete share 
mind, of course, was Tyler Bass, and he kicked a ton of field goals right after I got that free one. So again, some more quick money for you. So get that free athlete chair with your first deposit of $20 or more. Go to predictionstrike.com or download the app right now. Use promo code SGPNFF. And as always, the SGPN app is now live in the Google Play Store and the App Store. It gives you easy access to all of our picks, all of our podcasts, just like this one. And of course, uh, the PropCast, just like we've got Moon Off on today. So make sure you download that app right now. Toss us an app review and download the app today. Speaking of running backs getting hurt, uh, we had Chris Carson go down. We have Alex Collins uh, news a little bit banged up. So people, Moonoff, have started to turn to Rashad Penny for their help in the Seattle backfield. We've seen this dance before. We've seen the ending before. Are we in for another Rashad Penny gigantic letdown, Moonoff, or are we uh, primed for a good good week here? Yeah, I think I got to go with the former here. I think don't I'm not counting on Penny this week at all. Penny is worth a penny this week. I'll say that. <laughs> Um, he's coming off an injury, right? And he's going up against one of the best rush defenses in the league, right? We talked about the Bucks, um, you know, rush defense earlier that is going up against um, uh, uh, Khalil uh, Herbert. Now Rashad Penny is going up against a number two rush defense in this entire league. Both, you know, the Saints and Bucks are number one and number two. We talked about that. A guy coming off of that injury, I, maybe he's on a snap count, maybe he's not, but I just don't think this is the week for Rashad Penny. And, you know, I don't have much here to tell you, just that they're going up against the Saints rush defense who's really good, right? And I just think that's the same situation where we talked about earlier in the show with Herbert and the Bucks. I think especially now with Penny come out, coming off the injury and the injured reserve, now you're going up against the uh, Saints defense here. So I, this is a price where I'm not buying uh, Penny this week going up against the saints. I will tell you that as I was initially doing the, the research, he was about 6,000 added. He has jumped up now to 9,215 ads. And that's a 3,000. That's about a 3,000, uh, uh, ad switch over the last hour. So yeah. people are adding this guy just, just at a record breaking pace, uh, all of a sudden. So you're right. I, I, I don't know what the draw of Rashad Penny really is. Cause we have seen that this is a giant letdown in the past. Like Rashad Penny has gotten you a week or two here and there. That's good. But if you expect him to do great things against new Orleans, just like you were saying, this is a really good run defense in new Orleans. This is not the week for Rashad Penny. Now, yeah. if, if something changes, in week eight against Jacksonville, and we find out that both Collins and Carson are out, and all of a sudden it is the DJ Dallas mm -hmm. and Rashad Penny. In fact, I would rather grab DJ Dallas if he's out there than Rashad Penny yeah. because I know that DJ Dallas has a, a gigantic big play capability, and we've seen that happen this season. We haven't seen anything. Obviously, Rashad Penny's been on the IR, but yeah. I, I don't get it. Guys, quit chasing Rashad Penny. <laughs> I agree with you. I just don't, it doesn't make sense to me. Like I feel like you know people that are checking on because I think for most amateur players that are doing fantasy that okay they're checking their lineups today and they oh god I have a guy that's injured. Well, let's go look who's on the waiver wire. Why is this guy getting picked up? Let's just hit the add button, right? And maybe a lot of times people don't know the matchup and things like that. This is why you need to listen to the podcast, like the fantasy football podcast, to tell you these things that, hey, why are you adding them when you really don't need to because he has a bad matchup this week? Look at you plugging the show on the show. You are a <laughs> pro, my friend, turning into a gigantic pro. 
Um, all right, gigantic pros. We'll go back to the Giants. Um, Sterling Shepard is on the most added list so far in the this waiver cycle. But here's the thing about Sterling Shepard. Once again, we, we know what Sterling Shepard can do. We just haven't seen a lot of it. Uh, but now he's got uh, Kadarius Tony and Kenny Galladay. They're both healthy. I'm not entirely sure why everybody's jumping to add Sterling Shepard. Maybe it was because yeah. um, he had a good week last week. You know, 10 catches, 76 yards. Pretty decent day against the Rams. But that was the Rams. Um, going against Carolina this week. And, and with everybody else healthy around him, I don't know. What are we making of this Sterling Shepard uh, adding Bonanza? Yeah, I mean, you just, yeah, you pretty much nailed it here. It is that early on, he was the darling of you, right? I mean, you take a look at that game, 94 yards, uh, 19 receptions in those first two games. He dealt with the injury, came back last week, like you talked about, 14 targets, 10 receptions, 76 yards. What you just said, uh, Rod, that, hey, Kadaris Tony looks really good, Kenny Galladay, and then you have all these other weapons around him. Also, the one thing that really does scare me about Sterling Shepard is that, yeah, he's a guy that can eat up the receptions, but he only has one touchdown on the season. And I think that's the bigger concern here is that when you have these type of receivers on your team, like we just talked about, it's going to be hard to, yeah, he's getting the targets, but again, touchdowns is what we're kind of looking at, right? And I think that for him, on all these targets that he has, you know, for the Giants, having only one touchdown, I think that's what's kind of, you know, putting me off of Shepard, especially like you talked about with Tony back and then, uh, sorry, Kenny Galladay looking good too. So, I mean, yes, I think Shepard is a good option to obviously have probably maybe at a flex position on your team and, and on your team. But as far as, you know, the, the snap count, the snap share, I don't think it's there now right now for uh, Shepard with all the other weapons on this team. And and that's what makes it difficult. You just don't know. Again, from week to week, there's 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 folks on on teams that you know their role. Like you understand that this is going to be what they are from week to week. You can rely on a guy like uh, Derrick Henry to know exactly what Derrick Henry is going to do from week to week. You know, you can rely on uh, any one of the. Well, you can't rely on Tennessee's anymore, but you can rely on Tyree Kill to be Tyree Kill week after week, right? Yeah. But then there's these guys like on teams like the Giants who you don't know from week to week. Is it going to be a Kadarius Tony week? Is it going to be a Kenny Galladay week? Is it going to be a Sterling Shepard week? Is it going to even be an Evan Ingram week, which we yeah. haven't necessarily seen yet? But like. That, that's one of the frustrating things. And if you picked up Sterling Shepard because of his game last week, um, again, you're going to have... Look, I would say that possibly you could see the return on that in week eight against Kansas City because you got to understand that Kansas City can and will and has been thrown on nine ways to Sunday. So if there's going to be any <laughs> success at all, uh, you're going to see it more in week eight than week seven. Um so yeah, I mean, if you if you just jumped on the Sterling Shepard bandwagon because you saw that uh, twelve thousand other people, uh, he's almost up to thirteen thousand ads now uh, over the course of the last few um, few days. So yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's insane how many people are adding Sterling Shepard right now. Um, I think yeah, like you said, Rod, that he had the early season success right in the first two weeks. He got injured, but again, we talk about that the great wide receiving options that the giants do have i just think that there's not enough ball to go around for him to be relevant at least in fantasy i mean yeah maybe in, if, if your receptions account for more that it might be an option there but as far as you know 
touchdowns and things that we really look out for. I just don't think that this week at least may not be the answer. Like talk about next week, they do what the week eight they have again, they go up against the Chiefs. Probably an option there because, like you said, Chiefs might as well not have a defense out there. But um, yeah, I think at least for this week, no go. It's a good thing they can score offensively, that's for sure. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Moon Off, we have completed the list and completed the task uh, once again. Thanks for coming on. But why don't they? Why don't you tell everybody where they can find all of your amazing work on the internet? Because if they're following me, they need to be following you. Yeah, for sure. Um, you can find me first and foremost on the website there, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Uh, doing all types of stuff, uh, you know, NFL player props uh, um, on Thursday night football, Sunday night football, Monday night football. But uh, check me out on all the podcasts that I'm doing for Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Uh, we're cranking out MLB uh, uh, podcasts every day with the MLB playoffs uh this week and then we're getting into the world series next week so that and then nba season started um this week so check me out on the nba gambling podcast uh we're gonna be cranking the prop cast up for nba um putting out more content for nba as the season uh gets started here and all you see also the prop cast like uh, where i had rod on also so uh if you're into prop betting and you talk about props again we've talked about how this fantasy football podcast and the prop cast are pretty much like a brother and sister um so rad's definitely going to be on there with me more often than not um but yeah definitely check me out on all those platforms and uh yeah you can find me on slack channel too so uh, definitely hit me up um and uh yeah subscribe uh do all the things that you need to do to get in on the content that we're working on at sportsgallerypodcast.com and on the network like rod said just an all-star team that we have Absolutely. And look, if you aren't a prop better yet, you need to be one. There are so many ways to get in on it now. Underdog does it for free. Yeah. Uh, you know, not for free, but underdog does it legally. Um, there's so many great ways. Monkey knife fights out there. Like, look, just start getting in on prop betting. It's a lot of fun. And Moon Off is there to definitely help you do that uh, week to week on all your favorite sports. It's ridiculous how many sports he's in. So uh, again, Moon Off, thanks for joining the show. Thank you guys sure. for listening as every week you do. Hopefully this week you'll survive the bipocalypse and uh, get out of it uh, unscathed. And I hope that we were able to shed a little light on some of your favorite waiver wire pickups from this week seven. Uh, so again, until next Tuesday, well, maybe even Monday. I think we're going to switch the show to Monday night. So stay tuned. Uh, if you have the SGPN app, you already know when these shows come out. And you know, I'll have to remind you. So just keep an eye out for the next episode. And until next time, everybody, good luck on your week seven matchups. And as always, let it ride. Loud it's gripping All righty. That awesome. is the show. Thank you for having me, man. That was a lot of fun. Oh, absolutely, man. It's always a blast. Yeah. I love it cuz you always know your stuff, man. I don't got to I don't ever have to worry about <laughs> trying to to goad you along because you already know what you're going to talk about yeah it's uh it's always fun you know especially when you like it's like specific players i need to talk about okay i can like go in and you know just check out their matchups and what they've been doing recently and things like that so it makes it a lot easier especially from fantasy football perspective but yeah man thanks for having me on it was a lot of fun definitely uh hopefully we can do it again uh, very soon absolutely all right buddy i'm gonna cut this up and have it out we'll see you all right perfect thank you bye